Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Rotation, a Minnesota Rocker podcast. My name is Ashley, a.k.a. Midnight. I am joined, as always, by Kingdom Soldier, and I come coming with the hype tonight, man. It feels like it's been a bit since we've been on the talk cod. So, guys, thank you so much for joining me and everyone in the chat, uh, or if you're listening afterwards, uh, after this thing ain't live. Hello. Welcome. Happy to have you. Guys, all right, listen, it's been a busy time. You guys will see why I've been so busy. If you're following the Rocker version one accounts, all right, been busy. So catch me up a little bit. I know there were some roster changes last week. We got our first look at some of those new rosters today. I know Paris played today. Um, give me like a too long didn't read of what just happened in the last, since the end of the last stage. <laughs> <laughs> I might not have read some of what happened after the end of last stage. It's been absolutely bananas. Um, I'll sl- I, I'll let you, Icon, because I'm sure you may have done some content on all of this craziness. Um, so I'll kind of let you break it down. But it has been but utterly bananas. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think some of the biggest things is that there's a change to control and we have a slew of roster changes. But a lot of the stuff that like came out today when it comes to like the new gun metas and the changes to the Krig and the changes to some of the other weapons in Cold War, that's not really affecting us yet because we're not playing on that patch. So overall, I think really going into this stage, the biggest things are just going to be that there's a whole slew of roster changes. So there's going to be four or five different teams trying to get ready. Practically about half the league trying to adjust to new people on their rosters. And then there is a slight control change with the rules, but it doesn't really affect all too much. It seemed like essentially last time, you know, throughout stage two, when we would be watching control, you're always trying to see like, okay, if it goes to that fifth round, we're trying to see like, okay, who has the kill life advantage? And it's just impossible to keep control of. No pun intended, but while that's going on, like you can't tell like what's going on. Like, okay, I think Minnesota had a good round here, but was that round better than the one that Seattle had here? It's just like, it was kind of all over the place. So they changed that to where it goes by what's captured, like the, the ticks and the points that are captured. What? Hold on. I knew that like, if you, if you were on, Okay, if you're on the control point for a little bit, like just a little bit, it sticks, right? Or no? For a tick, for an entire tick, you have to be for an entire yeah. tick. Yeah, if 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 you don't get the full tick, it still goes back down and shrinks back to going. Is that how yes. it was before? Yeah, well, no, but, but instead of trying you... to go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say instead of trying to count lives, now you're just counting how much has been captured. Oh, so snap. to determine what if it's who been has the same? defense. Before, what is, if what you if capped the whole point, you got a minute of extra time. Oh, I see. So every now little tick get, adds time. 20 seconds. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for the... Listen, hopefully there were some viewers out there that also did not know that. Because I'm going to just go with that. As, <laughs> I, that's why I asked, guys, for sure. No, that's that's <laughs> that crazy. It makes sense, though. I knew that the tick thing had changed, but I didn't know that the, like how you how you get your side basically in defense has changed. So now you got to play the freaking objective. I did see coach saints yes. tweet, you know, as soon as they started, cause if you guys don't know, so for state for the stages, if there are like changes to the game or the, the weapons in the game, they do not play on that patch competitively. Cause imagine if like you started stage two 
and then the first two events weren't with Express, but then the last three were, and then there's a different web. Like, it's just not really even playing fields. So they're trying to keep each stage uniform with the same rules, which makes total sense to me. It does suck that we have to wait now to get standoff in the rotation, but, but hey. It's here. I know, dude. I haven't <laughs> well, played it yet, kinda. but I plan to. I plan to channel 2013 Midnight. I'm bringing up the sniper. I'm I'm doing it. I'm excited. Um, but but yeah. So that's that's kind of like why we see these changes. You know, we we heard it talked about previously, but didn't really see it in action until actually like the first CDL match matches with it today. Did you guys? I didn't get a chance to watch them. So I guess I was, I was pretty busy. But did you guys like like the new kind of new look control? Yeah, I mean, you you, yeah. you can't really tell. Go ahead, Kingdom, but... No, that's what I was going to say is, honestly, I felt like I was watching Control. Like, I, I didn't feel like the teams played it drastically different or anything like that. Like, I felt like I was watching the Control. And the teams that I would have picked to win, they still were just as dominant. And, you know, it was... I mean, today, though, was an easy day of COD. If you're a COD fan, like, consuming today's COD was like, Oh, Dallas lost the first hard point by a lot. And then they just were themselves for they the did? next three maps. Yeah, they got blasted on the first hard point. But then they just yeah, it was ugly. six Odom on Express S and D. Uh and then I think they won the control three one and then they won the last uh hard point. And so it was like like it was it looked like, oh no, is Dallas in trouble? And literally the shots they were hitting in the uh Krim went ten and zero in the search. Like it was it was yeah, I heard that. I actually did hear about. I was on a work call, and somebody goes, or I think it was Brett Diamond goes, "Cribs ten and zero in a six <laughs> Okay, I was like, "Dang, dude, that's it crazy. was a cl- Wait, clean wipe." So they lost to Paris. Who, speaking of team changes, they just added temp right in place right. of fire. How yeah. how was that? Was there a little honeymoon phase? It only lasted that hard point, and how they? Went? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It only lasted that hard point. Oh <laughs> I mean, man, tough it, feels. At least they should. Well, listen, they're playing Dallas, who many would consider is still one of the top three, four, five-ish teams somewhere. Five? In there. Come on, you can't go so farther than three. They're top one. five if, if Rocker's top four. You know, <laughs> <laughs> top five. I don't know about top four. Maybe that's something that we could discuss. Oh, but they're definitely not like top two, like everybody thought coming into the season. So that's a little bit different. But if you're Paris, like. If you're taking maps and at least being competitive against a team like Dallas, then you're still set up like in this stage, they have to get a win over LAG. They have to get a win over Florida. So if they're, I mean, this is the first match that they've been in with temp on their roster. And if they're being at least competitive in at least one of those game types, then, I mean, that has to count for something and it has to get them excited for something. But yeah, overall, it was just kind of the first map. One thing I will say, and this is like a trend that I've kind of been seeing over the last stage and maybe a, a little bit even more than that, is whenever I look at like how Dallas is performing overall, of course, like the big storyline is Hugh and how well he's playing this year. And actually throughout the last stage, Crim6 has been playing much better also. In fact, he led Dallas today throughout their he match. Frying. Yeah, in the hard point. But know. yeah, absolutely. But when I look at Shotzi, like Shotzi had a 0. 0.82 today, and mm. it just seems like he's. Man, I know, I have like him on my fantasy team. Oh, Sorry, no, that's why I'm he's letting you down. <laughs> I know, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, I've just been watching. I'm like, I'm waiting because like the big guns from last year, like the Sims, the Abizis, like they come out and they're still absolutely shredding and winning tournaments and playing super well. And Dallas is playing okay, not where everybody thought they would. And I think the biggest 
contribution to that is the fact that Shotzi is not where he was last year and where we kind of expect him to be. So can we can we can we can we talk about Dallas? Yeah. Sure. That's um, that's what we do, baby. Let's go. There's this <laughs> giant narrative flowing around that Dallas is not the Dallas we expect and that's what everybody keeps saying. But then at the end of every sentence it's like, but they're really good and they placed, you know, top three in both events. And you know, and it's like I honestly believe that this is the Dallas that I expected to see. They just know how to freaking win. Like, I'm, I'm looking at the stats. Dallas has lost more maps than every team in the league, with the exception of Toronto. But they've Jeez. won more maps than every team in the league, with the exception of FaZe. And they've only, FaZe has only won three more maps than Dallas. So they just have won, but in a much more dominant fashion than Dallas. Dallas is one of only three teams over 40 wins, map wins. And they've now got 12 match uh, wins. They're only 35 points behind FaZe. If they could place top two, top three, and FaZe places outside of that in a major, Dallas could be number one in the league. Like, I, I think they're like the San Antonio Spurs of Call of Duty, where nobody really likes how they win. They're not flashy. They somehow eke out these crazy, what's their map five or their round 11 record? It's like 8-0 or something crazy. It's, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. They're just icy. They... It's it's like I was listening to somebody talk about this and the stats piece I can pull that in as well. It's like with Shotzi and point eight. It's like if you're playing Call of Duty right in today's league, it seems like everybody can't go off unless you're wiping the floor with a team, which Dallas just has not been doing. But what they have been doing, whether we want to call it luck or whatever, it you know accidental weird left-handed nades that look like right-handed nades from Minnesota. Um, <laughs> you know, I think at the end of the day. I and this is where me and Icon disagree, I think, but I called the Dallas Empire the second best team in our league. And the reason I call them that is because I would pick them to win against every other team with the exception of the Atlanta phase. And if I didn't pick them to win, I'd pick it to be a three two. I wouldn't pick for any team in the league to wipe Dallas because of what they did today. It's an example. They they've been playing together so long when they get their fundamentals down, their gunny is good. They're, they can win ones. And if you get Crim6 doing what he did today, like he had a bad map one, everybody did basically. And then it was just like, oh yeah, we're the Dallas Empire. Let's show everybody that. Get out of here. You know, go have some ice cream. You know, it, it, yeah. it, it's a, I mean, honestly, this team has been talked about so much recently because all these other teams with these new rookies are coming in, looking hot, flaming, you know, doing a good job. And Dallas is just like, hey, we're 10 points away from 200. We pretty much are for sure going to champs this year. When you're playing us, any other team in the league, even FaZe, is like, yeah, we got to bring our A game if we want to beat these guys. These guys are not easy to beat. And I think the honeymoon that Icon talked about, yeah, it was one map long. And at the end of it, they were all smiles on Paris. Like, Temp was cheesing with his new haircut, looking good, looking cool. Oh, he got a and, new haircut on. I got to go look. Yeah, he got the red hair off. He, <laughs> he oh, right. Right. The right did he, hair. Yeah, he, he got rid of that. Wait, did he uh, do it like orange, like Paris? Or what did he no, do? No, just like a like a nice fade. Like, it's low. Oh, low nice. Um, it looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. But And they looked happy. <laughs> and then you just saw map after map, and they were like, you could see them going, yeah, we're just not in the same class as these guys. And I'm not saying pro players think that, but mindset is so important. And Dallas just, you punch them in the mouth, punch them in the mouth, punch them in the mouth. They're like, we'll reverse sweep you. We'll, we'll, we, we will stay confident when you're beating us on raid. I'm sorry. When you're beating us on raid and there's 0.1 seconds left, we will keep playing and get in that control point 
and get ourselves to a round five, uh, map five, uh, where a mistake or whatever round 11 where an interesting glitch, you know, creates a loss. But they're just an icy team. And I, I, I think that while they're not as dominant as FaZe, um, they to me look better than Chicago this year and on a consistency basis. Chicago's kind of like this. They're just, they look super dominant and then they're just not. And I was asking Icon, like, do I, before the show, do, do I think Chicago's going to make a roster change or something like that? But who do you trade? You know, and so with your, if, if I'm Dallas, I'm not trading anybody. I, there's no roster trades in my future. And so I think we have to keep watching out for that team. Um, I think they're a little, they're getting a little undeserved criticism because all these teams are getting better. And Dallas is like, we're just hanging out at second. And this is what they did last year. And then all of a sudden, halfway through the year, they just started to be like, yeah, we can beat these guys. We can beat these guys. We can beat these guys. And then they won, you know, and it was like, oh, all right, well, GG's Dallas, you're the champions, you know. So Illy's interview spoke to that, that, you know, they're just going to keep grinding. They believe they're going to hit top form in the fourth stage or so. And we'll see what happens. That's that's my, my Dallas rant. <laughs> I'll just have just kind of a counterpoint to that just while we're here you can say like they're the best team or, or like outside of phase you're going to pick them to win and so on and so forth but in that matchup against minnesota in the winner's bracket dallas was not the better team they mm -hmm. absolutely were the worst team in almost every one of those maps in those five maps in the 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 the, the snd on raids so the map two minnesota was up five three five four and then it just kind of slipped away and the control that was what I thought was going to be maybe Minnesota the craziest that. thing yep. that accident. we saw this year. And it ended up not being the craziest thing because it just got crazier after that. <laughs> but, yeah. but still like, that was like, I, st we were doing the, the co-stream and I just stopped watching. And then I Say. went back and I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, like I didn't, <laughs> like, I didn't know what happened. So no, yes. I was asking you, I was like, yo, did you see what happened? We're like, no, we thought it was over. <laughs> no, I had to like go to a different browser and go back and watch it because I just, it, yeah. yeah, I just figured it was over. And then you go to the map five and had Priesta not stuck his own teammate, they probably win that round 11 too. So I, I, I get it just from, you know, the path that they've had throughout last year and winning champs and then coming into this year and having a strong showing. But in this last major, I just don't think that they're one of the hottest teams in the league. I think that they got extremely lucky against Minnesota and that kind of propelled them a little bit forward. But I just, I don't look at Dallas the same way I did. I came into this year saying, I'm just going to keep Dallas at one until somebody shows me that they're not number one. And I feel like so many teams over and over are starting to show us now that they're probably not yeah, as dominant as they were last year. One. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, it, the thing for me is like I see all these cha changes and I'd love to hear your opinion, Ashley, <laughs> but uh, they, all these other teams that have made changes, uh, New York, Toronto, L.A. Thieves, Minnesota, the Gorillas just recently made a change. Florida made a change. Paris made a change. Dang, um, everyone made a change. Holy cow. London has made yes. multiple changes. The only teams that haven't changed is Atlanta, Dallas, Optic, Chicago. And have Seattle made a change or no? No. Not yet, but I think they so, will. They <laughs> uh so Jeez. man you know it's funny though because i was watching the flank and they were talking about how that seattle team last year was formed all interestingly and they were like why didn't you guys make a change why'd you wait so long into the year they're almost doing a repeat of last year where they just tried so hard to make this team work with these players and their veteran skill and 
it's not looking it's looking like the same deal like octane's you know doing his thing staying consistent um but the, it's just not working and there, there's they something are looking missing better <clears throat> they're looking they, better but it's not enough to get it they're so low in points that it's like it doesn't matter if you make it closer and you're still losing you're you're still losing um but I'll I'll let you finish your point about Dallas there, and then well, I, I wanted to maybe split yeah. your guys. I'll maybe vote on one side split or the hairs. other. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so so let's say this: if you put uh, Dallas against Minnesota, because that's a good point. Um, I think I might have even picked Minnesota to win that series. I don't remember a three-two. I believe I said because I knew it was going to be grueling and hard. And that, but you made my point kinda in the fact that somehow these guys squeak out these wins, even when, you know, luck is luck. like when ha habit becomes a skill. Like it, it's like it, 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 for them, they do the right things enough to where they get lucky. If you're not doing the right things, you get stomped. Like Minnesota would have tore them up. If they weren't, when they all spawned, four of them spawned at once back at garage and decided let's all hit water, you hit steps, uh, Shotzi slide behind the pool and get into Tiki and get on the point with 0.1 seconds left. And they just went for it. Other teams would have chalked it. They would have dropped the sticks. They would have started complaining and getting sad and upset. They just never give up on trying to win. And when they lose, they lose. Like, And it doesn't look good. And you're right. The way they win is not pretty all the time. Um, today's win was pretty. But the way they win is not pretty all the time. But I look at all these other teams that have changed. The teams that haven't this year at all are the top three. And then the Seattle Surge. And so I think the teams that have, you know, made the most out of it, of course, like the Minnesota Rocker, I think are going to, they have the opportunity to make the most out of all of the roster mania that we've seen this year so far, because their player that they've put in has not only shown the most individual skill, <clears throat> but Standy like almost looks like he belongs on the team. Like he's like, it's, it's almost like you almost forget like, wait, was this the roster the whole year? Cause these guys look like they're vibing. They get along. They're funny. I've seen Standy on camera and on content. Good dude. Like, it just seems like good pick Minnesota GG's, you know, putting yourself in position to stay in top eight, moving into champs. So um, that's why I have Dallas up there. It's hard for me to pick a team to, to, to beat them, to be honest, if it's not FaZe. Um, even if they went up against Chicago, Chicago should win that, in my opinion, with their talent. But there's something going on with Chicago where if they're losing, they're losing, you know, and it, it same thing with Dallas. You know, it just doesn't look pretty. Yeah, Dallas is one of those teams that they are able to show a ton of resilience. I mean, we saw it last year. They had a slow start. You know, they started climbing the ranks and, you know, clawing their way back in pretty quick after the first couple of events last year. And then obviously they won champs. And I mean, by the time champs looked around or uh, rolled around, you know, obviously FaZe was was freakish. But to me, Dallas was like the untouchable, right? Clay with his dang flanks, just doing <laughs> his thing. And just, yeah, the whole team was nuts. They had the MVP on their team. So, yeah, I mean, this year. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a, you know, there's like a Super Bowl hangover. I wonder if there's like a champs hangover or maybe if it's, you know, a new game comes out and this team's nasty, but they maybe don't pick it up quite as fast. Like they're still performing well. They'll yeah. still take you the distance most. I mean, the fact they've played, it sounds like they've played the most dang maps in the CDL. That's yeah. not a very confidence inducing, but I guess if you do look at how, how many points they do have and how many of those wins they've eked out, that's obviously a good thing, but I will say, I mean, obviously today they, they looked great. Apparently I missed it, but you know, they played, who they played Paris. So yeah, yeah, who right. just made a change very fresh. Like 
We'll see if they can, you, you can be, if you're going to be resilient, you got to be consistent and they've been less consistent lately. And so we'll see, you know, if they're able to turn it around, they are a scary team, dude. Like, yeah, if Krim is on and then at least two or yeah, one or two of the other guys is on (laughs) too. Like, geez, bro. The fourth, the, the fourth guy might not even need to play. They're so nasty. It's scary, man. They got a, such a talented roster. So, yeah, I don't know. Dallas is interesting. It'll be, I mean, the league, we said it all year, but I really, I mean, obviously with Toronto just stealing the dang show, just won a major. Beat phase in a best of nine. Dang, I don't know if my whistle came through because of my mic, but dang, dude, like it just shows you that every team really can compete at that level and and beat anyone. And yeah, like Lan, I miss her. She'll be back hopefully soon. We'll be on Lan and things will be, you know, there's there's no 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 complaints on Lan, right? There you can't say anything when it's on Lan. So we'll see how it all kind of shakes out, but this this year so far has been uber competitive and I'm just awesome. excited to kind of see like where else it's going to go? What are their team like? I mean, obviously you talk about Chicago. They're a little surprising, right? They've they've always kind of, I mean, listen, I was, I was a member there for nine years. I watched all the games. Lots of yeah. ups and downs. Sometimes some consistent ups, but very mostly an up and down team. But do you guys think that, like you guys mentioned, that, that Optic, Optic's one of the teams that hasn't made a change. Who do you think of the top three would be most likely to make a change? Would it be Optic? If Dallas has a bad stage right here, did they make a change? If FaZe turns off their monitors while they play and then they lose, <laughs> will they make a change? Like, do you guys yeah. think that any of the three top three teams could make a change after this stage or does it depend? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't see how they would. I think Optic is playing super well. I thought that they did enough to win that matchup against Minnesota. And they just kind of had a play that went against them, which we haven't even touched on that play by accuracy. But I feel like Optic, like they're not getting the finishes that they want, but they're still beating teams like Dallas and they're still, you know, making their way through the majors. It just, they're just not playing the way that, or (laughs) they're just not getting the breaks that you normally see them get to get further in majors, like to get to a loser's bracket finals or to make it to a grand finals or something like that. But when it comes to those top three teams, I don't see how any of them make a change. I feel like those are probably the most secure rosters in our league. I, I couldn't imagine Dallas getting rid of, because if you're thinking of like Dallas, who's not performing for them right now, it's Shotzi. And there's no way that nah, they would no get rid Like, yeah. And then if you look at Optic, like, how is Optic going to get better? Like, Skump's not playing incredible, but he's not playing bad. And do you get rid of Skump? There's no way. Like, you just don't do That's that. Not on and the then, table. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you look at Atlanta, obviously, I mean, they're unbelievable. So I just, I don't know. I don't. You could say that like maybe certain things would make them play better, but I just think with the players that are on those rosters, I just I don't see how any of those teams make a change. But sure, you could probably make an argument for it one way or another. I uh, am 100 percent on the same page with Icon. And one of the things I agree that Icon brought up has always brings up about Dallas is they are missing Clayster. There's a little piece that they are missing that may make them more dominant. But as as soon as one of the younger guys steps up and is that gas person, they'll be fine. You know, like somebody has to be that voice on the team. Krim is going to be Krim. Um, 
and Clay <laughs> has switched his role and become a crim six on New York. So, <laughs> you know, it's like they just they 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 do need a little bit of that gas. But I would I I think that Dallas and Faze for sure no changes this year. Even if they had a bad stage, the only way they change is like what happened to Vivid on LAG. If for some reason, and I'm just gonna say it, it's not a hot take. If for some reason someone like Hook, if Kyler believes that he could be better served on a different team, but where would he go? He's, you know, like he's going to go to optic or phase. There's no, where else would Kyler go rather than the Dallas empire? You know, like, and again, I love call of duty. We talk about land online, all of this kind of stuff. The top three teams are always these three teams. Like it somehow seems to be optic phase and envy always at the top of the league. Like they figure it out. It's their culture. It's that how long they've been doing it, the habits, the behaviors, and of course they're attractive to good players. Um, so players will switch around these teams. You know, um, I had a whole little speech that I wrote about the one v three. I'm so sad that we never got to talk about it. <laughs> we definitely, we definitely could talk about that next for sure. Um, when we do, I want to give more credit to the rocker, but I don't see a change with any of those teams because optic isn't going to trade Seth in. So they're going to make the most, the only player they would trade is Dashy. And why would you do that? You know, it's, it's really like they would have to be horrible. Now they've placed fourth and fifth. If yeah. Seth doesn't play on another Sunday, somebody's having a deep conversation like that. The, so, so that's why I brought this up. Cause I agree with you guys. It'd be absurd for any of those top three teams to make a change. But if optic were to not have a up, in the near future and they finish stage three in a rough way you got two stages left till champs and if you're not in that top eight baby you're not even going so yeah. it's not that i'm forecasting that i think optic is a better team than what they've been showing just the caliber players alone if they're able to get on the same page get in a groove they've stopped streaming scrims they're scrimming best of 11s including sd like they're doing their thing right but if it gets to that point it's not really the same as, as years past where, oh, well, it doesn't really matter because if we show up to champs, like we're going to perform and then sometimes right. they wouldn't, but more often than not, they would. But you, there's a, this is the first time ever in, in Call of Duty, like competitive history that, that you could possibly not make champs and you're in the league. That's crazy. And so I'm not saying that Optic is a bad team, but listen, I'm, that's my second favorite team, right? Right behind right, Roger. I'll yeah. be the first <laughs> one to say it. But if, and I just brought this up for argument's sake, but if there were to be a team change in the top three, it would ho hopefully not, but possibly be optic if things keep going tough, um, which I hope they don't. Cause that would be just, I, yeah. It's like, you guys say, who do you, who do you bench? Who do you, who do you switch in or out? Or uh, what's the plan? Do you bring in general? Why would you do that? I don't like, uh, there's just so many, there's not really like a clear, distinct path there right. based on the caliber of players that they have. So, and yeah, it's, it comes down to team chemistry at times too, but we have seen a lot of teams, you know, improve with new additions. You look at Rocker, Standy coming in, absolutely absurd rookie debut, played pretty well after that as well. Seems to be meshing with the team really well, even outside the game. Uh, sneak peek, I just was uh, watching one of our drafts of Saga, our docuseries, which will be uploaded next week. And yeah, it's awesome to see the footage of the guys together. You know, he's good vibes, he's young, he's got a lot of energy, he's crazy. Um, so crazy in a good way, like he's he's wild. And that's kind of what those those teams need. So. Speaking of rocker, 
Speaking of the craziness that was the 0-6 map count at the beginning of Stage 2, two number one seed for the Stage <laughs> 2 Major, two. <sighs> Losing to Dallas in a horrific fashion, that point one control, the round 11 nade stick. What the heck? Come on, Vondahar. Uh, <laughs> but then you got, you know, the next day, the, a little bit of light luck comes back their way, and they play Optic. And this is the clip right here. We're going to watch this together and react, and we got to talk about this because this is just absolutely insane. So if you guys didn't know, in case you missed it, you're living under a rock. Is map five, round 11 in the search. All right, there's been 10 rounds. Actually, Optic was up five to three. So Correct. Rocker has driven it back on Moscow here. If you look at this, Dashi and Skump just killed uh, or eliminated two people. Uh, you got four versus two. Optic has four. Rocker has two. Shannon, roll it. Let's check it out. He's close to one bomb. Accuracy takes out one. It's two v three. It is awesome to go back through and hear it. <laughs> Dude, my stomach hurts too, Preston. <laughs> Jake coming out at the end was hilarious. Wow. Yeah, so so that's the clip. It the literal most insane clip that I have seen in years in competitive Call of Duty. I know it's not exactly the same, but the first thing that came to my mind was Proofy's three-piece at X Games mm. back in COD Ghosts. Mm. He got yeah. a little bit of a lineup there, but it was a little bit more of like a, like a, I guess you call it a skill play. It kind of upset me. I was saying that they got lucky. Like Rocker got lucky, Accuracy got lucky, yada, yada, the whole deal. And yes, he did. You do need a little bit of luck in that situation. It was 2v4, you know? They, they didn't have odds on their side, but Envoy pushes up. I don't know why he did Which that. Is a massive mistake. Yep. Sorry, Envoy, but hey, I mean, he's confident. And I mean, if you look at the range, I don't know what Envoy had in his hands, but he kind of should have won that too, right? Like he has a sub versus he AR. Was, that he was kind of blind. He was still running though. He was like in run motion. True. He like, got caught. He got caught yeah, with his pants he caught, down caught a little sprinting. bit. Yeah. yeah. Like, and they were and they were trying to execute a bomb plant, and he's trying to go for a full control. So I get what he's trying to do, but it just it didn't end up working out that time, and it just set up the rest of what we're about to talk about. So. Envoy pushes up, Accuracy says, nah, I got the ice, kills him. <laughs> and then you have Accuracy, who's around the corner from the three remaining Optic members, attach, he's coming up the escalators to try to pinch those guys, okay? Accuracy throws a nade, he weakens, I don't know how severely he weakens formal, but he does. Like, somebody's weak from that nade he threw. Yeah, and almost formal, just yeah. a... Almost directly after that, Attach pushes from escalators and I weakens, I believe it was Scump or Dash, I can't remember which. Scump. And I don't know why, I don't know why, Scump and Dashy should have never been butt to butt like they were. I don't, it's all in the heat of the moment. You don't really know. You're trying to like execute your thing, but at least one of the, whoever had the bomb should have got on the bomb and like been hegged Well, that. it was Listen, formal, I think though, that was going to slide the bomb. Formal uh, the bomb? Yeah. I don't know if he Listen, had it. It was either him or Seth because formal picked formal it up. Formal had bomb. Yeah, I think formal picked I'm, it up. 
I'm armchair quarterbacking the heck out of this, okay? I'm trash at college. Just let me preface that. But, all right, Attach comes through. He gets some shots. He does die. He does not eliminate anybody. But the combination of accuracy weakening one of the optic members with an aid, Attach gets a little bit of shots, gets the pew-pew from escalators. And at that point, Lamar's only good play from then because he knows he weakened somebody and Attach just called all of them out. The only chance he has in that moment is to do exactly what he did. Now, nine times out of ten, I think the optic guys don't punch up or they're not sitting a certain way or like dashy, like just takes one step to the left maybe. That doesn't happen. It's highly unlikely. But it did happen. And I think Accuracy made the exact right play. He got an ace in round 11, map five, in a just an elimination match moment at a major you can't write this stuff right so i don't know that was that's my spiel on it it was an insane play i don't know if we'll see anything like it. i don't know if my heart could take seeing anything like <laughs> it for a while but i would love to know like your guys' thoughts did you think it was lucky did you think optic choke did you think it was both what what happened uh from from your guys perspective uh, i'll just I'll, go ahead i'll be kind of quick with this real quick just because the only thing with this is I just want to push back against the narrative that it was a lucky play. It seems like you've heard over and over again, like some 7 million light years away, stars <laughs> aligned and cre- like, no, like the dude made an educated decision. He knew formal was weak. He knew skump was one bullet. Skump had 30 HP. So, and he knew where everybody was. If he doesn't push and if he doesn't take that gun battle, now he's more than likely going to be doing three individual 1v1s and winning a scenario like that with the bomb down, right? If he's not aggressive, bomb goes down. Now you have to win three individual one. It's just, it's not going to happen. So he knew that formal was weak. Who knew Scump was weak? Now, there was maybe just a sliver of luck because when he jumped around the corner, Obviously, he was putting those initial bullets into formal, and one of them went through formal and killed Scump as he was laying prone behind him. So if you want to say luck, like maybe that's a little sliver because he didn't mean to shoot Scump, obviously, through formal's body, but he made the decision to push. He got the shots on the formal, got lucky that one came through and, and finished Scump while he was playing prone behind him. And then he immediately transferred over to Dashy and got, you know, the, th- the third in a row there. So I don't know. It's just... Every time I've seen this kind of be explained, it just seems like people are saying, well, all these things had to happen, right? And yeah, they did, but you got to give them credit. I mean, how many people would have maybe just like crept up and tried to finish the kill on formal or no, I mean, he just, this is the moment I have to full send and that's what he did. And he was able to get all three. So that's my only take. I just give the man his credit, right? He made a decision. He went through, he hit his shots, he won the round and I'm sure a ton of different players would have played that differently. So I give him props for making the decision. It wasn't an easy one to make. I think that was one of the best one B threes in call of duty history. I think unfortunately because of the team it was on, it is going to be a little more forgotten than it should be. If it was on any other team, if he did that to phase, we'd still be seeing it on the timeline being retweeted um, because it was on optic. And then the tweet thing happened. Um, it just really put a different spin on the play, but everyone, you know, I mean, we we're all call of duty has always run on green batteries. Franchising has changed that a lot. Um, but still at this point, optic is optic. Everybody thought they won. You can't call it luck. 
if you lose two rounds in a row before losing that one. Like luck would be if somehow they luckily got to that place. Like luck is more so what happened with Dallas and you guys. Like with Dallas and the Rocker, where the nade gets thrown out of the wrong hand and kills attached somehow. Like, but that may be luck for Dallas. They still had to win the round, but that may be luck. But there was no accidental deaths in this play. The team decided to line up. They knew they were in a line. They knew they could see each other. Dashi was saying, well, I couldn't really shoot. And by the time I saw that somebody was there, I was dead. You know, um, no matter how many stars had to align for Optic to be in the position they were in, Accuracy still had to throw the nade when he threw it. He still had to hit the corner when he hit it. He still had to jump a little bit as he came around. He still had to hit every shot that he hit and aim in the exact right place in that moment. When you're on a 1v3 versus Optic Gaming in round 11 and you're about to be eliminated from a tournament and all of a sudden you decide, I'm just going to be icy. Oh, I see someone. I see two people. I'm going to keep firing. I'm going to now bring my gun up towards Dashi's head. He's dead. I just pulled off the best 1v3 in my career. Like, honestly... I think it's the ice. I And it's the same thing that I was saying, the same argument I was making about Dallas is like, sometimes you got to give people credit for winning. Like the rocker had to play that the way they played it or the luck wouldn't have been on their side. Now, technically there's more bad luck on optic than there is good luck on the rocker in my opinion, because I get your point about why were they like that in that corner. But what a lot of pros have said is that if formal wasn't at the front and if he would have slid the bomb, but the nade that accuracy threw made formal slide back in that line rather than across to like the steps over there where he could have like accuracy would have been dead. There's nothing he could have done. They had every angle covered. And so I think what they did in the beginning worked, but Dylan got scumped down to like 15 or something like that HP. And it did make things easier for accuracy. And when Lamar came around the corner, he just made the right play. And I, I, it's sad to see the narrative that has become of that play. I hope it is seen repeatedly. I hope that when we do greatest plays of the year, there's, there's, I don't care how many plays there is going to be for the rest of the year, that has to be top three, like period, because it's one of the greatest in the history of our esport. And so I was wildly impressed. I think some people forgot that Optic was up 5-3, could have closed out the map, like could have ended all of this and not had to Multiple do that. times. Yes, and at the end of the day, I'll say this much. Um, of course, I feel for the optic guys in the moment. I did like that had to be I felt like, horrible. Oh, my, I was like, I can't imagine how that feels. Hector was like, yeah, I just look, you know, he just looked out the window, just stared off. Yeah. What the, else do you do, man? You, you you can't your brain has to go from we just won game five round 11 and in a millisecond. Oh, crap. It's over. Like and I Bro, when I saw it, I thought he got a two piece, but he got a three piece. It just said Minnesota wins. I was like, how? Same, <laughs> same. So I'm just I, I agree with Icon. I I and and of course yes, we're on the rotation on the Minnesota Rocker channel. Um, but <laughs> there's nobody in. You can say all you want about luck, 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 luck. Um, we don't know if what other plays anybody else would have made, but what we do know is that Lamar made the right play the exact right play. And that's the only way that that could have worked out in his favor is that he made the exact right play. He made the best decision in the moment. He threw a nade right after he killed Envoy. He slid out, he ego, like he almost ego child, if you think about it. Like he threw a nade and knew a couple guys around the corner, at least two, at least Scump and Formal, and just challenged him. 
Because he probably well, and, thought and Attach go just probably called them all out, right? Like, I'm, maybe we'd now, have to rewatch the clip. Brandon, but, uh, that's a good question. Like, if Attach I, well, saw Well, I think Brandon, Attach saw both of them. And yeah, maybe he didn't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because Dashie was behind Either. that little phone booth or whatever in the corner. So it's like, maybe Dylan didn't see him. But regardless, Lamar made the right play. He's, he was, I, I would think that as a player, you go out swinging. And Lamar was like, I'm going to pick up as many of them as I can, but I'm probably dead. It's a 1v3. It's optic gaming. It's game five, round 11. They got us. Yeah, they just killed my teammate, Top Eskies. And then he slides out and, oh, snap, it's over. And I, I more so want to congratulate the Minnesota Rocker than anything else. Than say, what the luckiest play in the history of COD. That would be like if somebody naded across the map and got a... Optic a Van is the luckiest play. <laughs> yeah. That, now that was... That was and that's awesome. Goodness. Like and it's <laughs> it's awesome play. when that ha- it's awesome when the off. stars do align. <laughs> but is the optic van as skillful as no. knowing no where way. three people are, acing and then killing three of them in one like listen, we just released the uh the rocker scuff top five plays of the stage today. Shout out Scuff Gaming. We released those and obviously that clip was number one, but guess who else had an ace? In that top five, it was accuracy. And guess what map it was on? Moscow versus hmm. Dallas. Moscow is where the Iceman lives. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> it, it's definitely one of the craziest COD clips of all time. Honestly, I might have to put some time in my off time to just finding those, cra- like, a, I want a top Ooh, 10 of those craziest plays of all time. Bro, Optic Van, that, the Proofy 1v3. There's plenty more, obviously, that don't involve Scumps Optic. Scumps 1v3 and Champs back in Black Ops 2. Yes, on that weird yeah. map with the broken stuff everywhere. I forget yeah. what it's called. Whew, God, man, COD's crazy. <laughs> <That's> crazy. <laughs> All right, speaking of crazy COD, so we got uh, Stage 3 starting this week. It actually started today. We typically do these on Tuesday. We will be back next Tuesday, hopefully, on, on the regular day. But So we had Dallas Empire taking out Paris Legion 3-1 today, and then Ultra, did they 3-0 or 3-1 Mutineers? 3-0. 3 Super exciting day today. I haven't even watched it. I actually do plan to go back and watch the matches just to see how they played and see how it all went down. It's a little less exciting when you know who won, but I still do like to see like who's doing what and all that stuff. So let's like, do you want to do some predictions for the rest of this weekend? Obviously, it's Thursday today. We can just start right ahead on Friday. LA Thieves versus Seattle Surge. This is actually, I'm looking forward to this match. Probably the most until the Rocker match on Saturday. Like, mm. LA Thieves, they make a team change. They bench Slasher, which still makes my brain explode. But honestly, Kenny running the main AR. They got, what do they got? Draza. Who's the other kid they picked up? Why can't I think of his name? Venom. 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 Okay, sorry, Venom, the disrespect. They pick <laughs> him up, and they're starting to, they're just on form. Maybe they're in a little honeymoon stage. Who knows? But they're looking a lot better, right? The vibes are up. People are smiling. That's so crazy. And we've been saying, like, I even said, it might have even been in the last podcast, maybe it was a coaster, but I can't remember what I said this, but, like, Seattle is better than the points that they have, mm-hmm. I think. <sighs> but I yeah. don't know if they're able to get over the hump. But I do think they're really good. Like, I think that team is far better than the amount of points that they have. I know that doesn't make any sense because you have to win to prove yourself. But I think Seattle's low-key a scary team. And now they've had some time to tinker. I mean, so has Thieves. But what's your guys' forecast for this LA Thieves versus Seattle Surge? What's your prediction? We'll go in, uh, we'll go in order here. I'll go with you, Kingdom, first. 
Um, it's funny you say that about Seattle because they are like the reverse of Dallas. Like they have close maps, but they lose. They don't win, you know, at the end of the day. Um, but they've also played like 30 less maps than Dallas because Dallas pushes True. around game five a lot. Uh, I would say this is a hard one. I'm going to give it to Seattle. I honestly think the Thieves look really good. Like watching the 0-100 to 100 thing on YouTube and seeing their vibes and everything. Like they're a totally different team. They feel different. Just watching them smile and laugh and everybody seems so comfortable. Um, it's going to be interesting because like Draza was saying, like, you know, I've played once on LAN. And so when LAN does come back eventually, it's going to be interesting how that team performs. Um without someone like slasher like without austin on the team but i would say for this i'm gonna give it to the surge so they just removed slide cancel right three two yeah but that's not included it's not this that, patch, they're not playing on that patch for word that's three. right we just yeah we just went over that at the beginning of the podcast yeah never mind no yeah that's that adds up man yeah i don't know how you put i'm gonna, I'm gonna predict say seattle same dude i'm I'm not copying your homework but definitely like <laughs> thieves were looking pretty scary but just i believe in Sur- i want surge to win i've never been a seattle surge fan before like just watching them play recently even the close close matches versus rocker they've been really entertaining i think if you could just get a, like pristini's been going off you saw gunless step it up octane's wild i know looney doesn't put up the best numbers but he really is like I'm guessing the strategist on the team, like if he's able to be on form, like they're a pretty gnarly team. So I don't know. I'm taking Surge 3-2 over La Thieves. Icon, who are you taking? Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. But I, these two teams are like kind of in the same place for me. Like they've both beaten teams recently that you kind of expect them to beat. Like they did get a win in the Spage 2 Major over over florida they did get a win over paris they almost i mean that was a really close battle with minnesota in that stage two major so they're beating teams that you kind of think okay if they want to make the next step they need to beat these teams that are also in the middle of the pack but Mm -hmm. you can kind of say the same thing for la thieves sure they got absolutely obliterated by toronto as most people did in that stage two major but before that they were beating new york they were beating london royal ravens they were beating paris so these teams are kind of in that middle of the pack six seven eight range and it's just who's going to end up taking that next step forward and this is the perfect group for them to do it in also because if you look at group b i think you have the two teams at the top in atlanta and chicago and then after that i think LA, New York Subliners, uh, Seattle, London. I think any of those teams can be the next team that gets into winner's bracket. So this is an important match, and it's just the second day of the first week of the third stage. I mean, we're really (laughs) on, and it's super important for seeding and who's going to end up where. So I I do have just a little bit more confidence. A lot of it probably goes towards chemistry and how long they've been playing together as the same roster. I'm not sure they have the same firepower eventually. They're not getting the the overall production at the SMG position that they need to be getting. Priest is playing, yeah, Priest. Pristini's playing much better, but we still need to see Looney pick it up a little bit. But I am going to go Seattle here, but I'd expect over the course of the stage the LA Thieves definitely get a little bit better. I'll say 3-2 Seattle. Whew, all right. Well, hopefully we're all right. Otherwise, our graphic that Shannon posts uh, tomorrow night will be sad. <laughs> <We're all laughs> I should have just been different. 
Yeah, sometimes <laughs> low key, sometimes I take different predictions than you guys just to try to catch up in points. I'm just trying to catch up. Uh, so, so the next match is Opti Chicago versus London Royal Ravens. It's the London Royal Ravens home series. And I'm sorry to say, I'm just going to lay my prediction right out. Optic, they're pissed, bro. <laughs> they're coming out swinging. They're going to deck the Ravens 3-0 on their fake home turf of the home series. That's my <laughs> prediction. Do I get extra points? Yeah, I get extra points for predicting the map count. I don't know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Kingdom, what do you think? Optic versus London? <clears throat> I think they <sighs> are going to look really good. I think Optic is going to... Optic seems to when they come in these bounce back games against lower ranked teams, if it's a high, if, it, if this was like phase, I might be like, yikes, Optic could have a bad stage here. Um, but to start out against London and then they play the surge on Saturday, like they could easily have a 2-0 at the end of the weekend. I think they're going to 3-0 London. High five. Yeah. Icon. This, uh, we the, have no differentiation yet. No, 3-0. 3-0 for Optic here. I think LA Thieves will what am i doing i swear i'm like i'm in a different day somewhere but yeah i think london with the roster changes that they've made i think that over time they're definitely going to be getting better they just brought in zaptius from westar who had a lot of success in challengers so i think eventually they're already playing better than they were during the first stage and the first half of the second stage so they're already playing better but when you're talking about those guys at the top in Atlanta and Optic and Dallas and those guys, I just, I just don't see it yet. So I'll go 3-0 Chicago as well. Y'all copied me. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it just makes <laughs> sense. We'll see. Hopefully our graphic at the end of tomorrow looks sick and we're all right getting mad points. Saturday, you got Paris versus the Gorillas. My lord, Gorilla. So both these teams just made changes. You got Paris bringing on Temp, getting the fire out of there. You got LA Gorillas. What they do? They got Silly moving to AR, and they got who? Blank. S Silly's moving Silly to SMG. Moving to SMG, and then they drop. Uh, sorry, I had it back. Vivid, right? Drop Vivid, bringing in Chino. Oh, I love Chino. Yo, I'm excited for Chino. I'm excited to see how that team does. Do you guys think that was that the move for them? You think? That no, uh, no, nobody's no, no. Okay. I mean, it, no, I was they, 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 they bench their best player, but I get why, like after hearing the behind the I scenes don't. that Vivid didn't Wait, want, what he didn't want to play with them. Like he uh, Vivid, word. Vivid kind of, it'd be like if big weight came out and was like, you know, Hey, let's make a change. And they didn't, he might be like, bench me, send me somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're, Dang. when you're outperforming your team, that's hard. You know, and yes, these guys are all world champions, all this kind of stuff. You know, they're veterans and they have, you know, but I think Vivid was just at a place where he was like, you know, I'm clearly playing the best on this team and it's not working. So let's like trade I don't me. I don't like that vibe something. at all. And so, and right? if, if someone isn't feeling their team, no matter how good they I'm are. I'm not feeling them. Yeah. You kind of. team. That was their. And so they either would have had to have traded someone else. Um. Or a couple of other people, <laughs> or drop Vivid for the moment. And are they going to perform better? That's going to be rough. This match is going to be a grudge match. I can tell you that much because Whew. the Paris Legion. Um, these are both teams that really need as many W's as they can get muster. Like, yeah, they need just points. to like desperately need points. And um, like you look at the LA Thieves, it's like yeah, they might win or lose, but they're sixth. Like. 
they've kind of snuck their way into that top eight. And if as long as they can put together a good enough team, they can stay there for the rest of the year. Um, Legion and Gorillas are fighting to get up. And so, oh, this is a hard match to call. Um, I'm going to give it to Legion, though. Um, I just think they're they're going to get better as a team. I think if they can just keep fighting and like they showed some scrappiness and some potential against Dallas. If they showed that same scrappiness against the gorillas with silly switching positions, them dropping vivid, who was a good reason why they were able to do the things that they were able to do, like beating phase. Um, I just don't think the gorillas will be able to stand up and I'm going to say, I'll even be bold enough. I'll say three, one uh, Paris. Kingdom In- going for them points. Interesting. Yeah, I look at this matchup, and if you're Paris, you have to win this matchup because if you lose this matchup, you've already lost once to Dallas, and if you lose this, you're losing to a team that you need to beat to get into that top three. So if Paris loses this, they're basically already in that elimination bracket. But if you're LAG, I don't know. I just – now, this is – I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with them or whatever. If – whatever you said is true then if you're vivid like you're one of the 48 players on earth that's in the call of duty league so you just got to suck it up and you just got to make it work right i mean well they built the team around him didn't they like he was the only one they kept they bring in silly assault yeah they they i mean they kind of did i think they were a little late to the party or maybe some of their original iterations didn't work out because of the market um but i honestly like i to icon's point um i think you're right paris has to win this the gorillas Whatever was happening behind the scenes, I think we might see as a result of this, maybe one of the first like one to one trades within the league. Um, but we'll see because I don't think Vivid's going to hang out on the bench for the rest of the year. Yeah, uh, no. or a slack. They're going to if, mean, if slack, he's so if we'll he's see. not wanting to play, they will for sure bar- bargaining up. chip him. Yeah. You would think. Um, interesting. Yeah. So Icon, did you say your prediction? But, Paris. No, just to finish, I do think that Paris is going to win this. It wouldn't shock me at all if it ends up going to a map five. So I'll say 3-2 Paris. Just bringing in Chino, I'm not sure that that gives them the push that they need. Because we did see Chino last year. I know this is an entire different year and whatever, but last year he didn't have the greatest of seasons. So before you know, you start to get on LAG's bandwagon and stuff, you want to see them perform and get wins over teams like Paris or Florida or other teams that are in their group. So for now, especially, you know, we saw that Paris was scrappy today and was able to at least take a map out of Dallas. And if they're able to do that against Dallas, who knows what can happen against LAG. So I'm going to go 3-2 Paris, but it wouldn't shock me either way, either of these teams winning here. Would shock me either. I'm going to go... Paris, man, should I just be crazy? I'm trying to get points over y'all and go against <laughs> y'all's prediction. You have to say 3-0 I mean, then. I want to say 3-0, but my heart's telling me 3-1. I think Paris will, will win 3-1. I, yeah, there's some weirdness. I don't, know what, I don't know what's true or not in that LAG thing, but it does seem weird that Vivid was one of their very like strongest players. And then the, I would say it's argumentative, but maybe you could argue that Silly is the second strongest player, and then you move roles for him to accommodate Chino. I don't know how that's going to work for them, and we'll see. Next match, my favorite match of the weekend. Yes, it is the only time that Rocker plays. Actually, my favorite match of the weekend is probably going to be Ultra versus Dallas. That's going to be a be a big one. Woo! Uh, but yeah, we got Rocker versus Florida Mutineers on uh, at 3.30 Central Standard Time. Right here, you can watch the co-stream with Icon and I. We'll be breaking down the match 
in between the maps. It's a good time. We're good vibes. Watch with us, man. Hang out, chat, all that. So, Rocker, Florida Mutineers. I haven't gotten a chance to watch the match earlier, and they did play Toronto, which Toronto is just looking spicy. Did they look spicy again today? They did. Yeah, I absolutely. think they're just good. Who they put no, they on are. for Slacks again? You talking about Florida? Yeah. Havoc. Okay, sorry. I swear I pay attention. I just haven't. I've been all over the place since last week. <laughs> so havoc with Florida. Ugh. Yeah. That. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> I think Rocker will win. I'm just sorry. I'm just like breaking the flow here. I'm just gonna predict right away. I think Rocker's gonna win. Man, I think it's a three zero. I think the boys are gonna come correct. And uh, sorry, Muniers, you're gonna get schmabobbled. <laughs> two maps in a row, two matches in a row. Not going to win, of course. No jinx. Don't want to get rid of any of our insane luck that we apparently have. Um, so just kidding. But yeah, Kingdom, what are you thinking? Rocker versus Florida here. Florida Who you take it? What's the map count? Florida didn't look really good. I mean, they 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 got the search today to round 11. Um, but outside of that, they just really, they didn't look good at all. Um, I think there's... You know, I mean, this seems like the theme of a lot of teams that struggle this year. It's like a pacing issue or something like that. Um, Minnesota Rockers should 3-0 this. It's interesting that you're going to put Florida in a position to be 0-2. That's I'm looking at the rest of the teams. Two. You that, don't want to be that, 0-2 in this group. No, and you haven't played Dallas yet. Like, that's – you don't want to be 0-2 and you haven't yet played Dallas. Like, I think Dallas is going to be 4-1 again. Maybe they'll lose to the Rocker or some other team. But – um and they could lose twice i mean this is a good but honestly i think rocker and dallas are the two best teams well i see i missed ultra they're over there on the left um so they could lose to ultra they could drop two um but i'm gonna say that the rocker yeah they're gonna 3-0 florida here and if and and i i think it's gonna be a testament to the rocker still being the team that they showed up once they got standy um, yeah, they've lost a couple times. That's part of Call of Duty, especially when you play in a major. Um, but I think that they're still going to be dominant, and Florida's just not in their class right now. Yeah, I'm going to – this is weird. We've basically been the same throughout, but I'm going to go 3-0 <laughs> here in Minnesota too. I mean, if you're just looking at what Florida did today, first of all, they just made a roster change, so they're trying to adapt to that. When they played Toronto today, Toronto, of course, did look really good, but – and we talked about this on the last co-stream when we had that last battle of the North, that when Toronto is really, you know, just absolutely on fire, it's when Bance is playing super well. And today, Bance dropped like a .9. So they were able to get a 3-0 over Florida. And Bance, I mean, not that he played bad, but he didn't play tremendous like we saw at the end of Stage 2 and in the Major. So if, I don't know, just looking at Florida overall, they're going through the roster changes today. Neptune and Havoc, their SMGs both dropped less than a 0.7, like a 0.67, 0.68, somewhere in there. So if you're going to battle against Attach, who has looked fantastic all year, and Standy's coming in and he puts pressure all over the place on the map, I just think that even though they have a tremendous AR and a tremendous flex, it's not enough if you have SMGs just putting pressure all over you. So I'm going to go 3-0 here, Minnesota. Um, hopefully, hopefully Florida figures it out because this is a roster coming into the year that I thought, well, you had the top three teams. Florida can be one of those four, five, six teams. Like they're talented enough, especially at AR and Flex. We just haven't quite seen them put it together yet. 
So we'll see what happens, but Minnesota 3-0. Which, funny enough, some people have said Florida is a like top six, top five scrim team, but when it when it comes to the rubber hitting the road in matches, they just don't. It, it, they, they've struggled all year in putting it together. Dang, you think it's the rookie vibes? Where they got they got a couple younger players on there? Yeah, Neptune definitely yeah has a lot to learn, but he's I mean, this is his first year playing COD. Like he yeah, he played he Halo before, can, right? He's yeah. not he's not new. No, to yeah, no, he's new to COD, though, but he's yeah he's yeah. good. Um, but just there's some fundamental things that I, he's just he just has to learn, and playing is going to help him learn that. Like they have a good future. I'll say that much. The Florida Mutineers, like as a roster, they probably have a good next year and year after and things like that if they can keep him sheesh man i hope we win bro we gotta start <laughs> off on it if i was just i mean i just got anxiety looking at the groups we got all <laughs> dallas That's florida nice. paris lhx it's not that bad of a group it's just yeah you gotta come correct you know you yeah. look at ultra you look that other group actually yeah that dude there's it's so crazy guys we're in a position right now where every team in the cod league just about feels like they either have upset potential or the potential to like rip one and get top four top you know top three getting up there it's just crazy how competitive this league is and let me just gas up cdl for a seg listen they don't pay me but maybe they should because i'm about to get them up hard we got this is the best competitive call of duty that we have had in years shout yeah. out treyarch shout out von Haar, shout out the whole team over there i know it's not just von but yeah man you look at the old maps coming back you got raid best map of all time you got express whoo the search on that's amazing and now we've got standoff coming back which unfortunately won't be until stage four but i just the maps make this amazing the gunplay's crazy they're updating it consistently it's just it's going to be a crazy year and just looking at the teams the quality of these teams you know you've seen a lot of roster movement to try to you know get the edge get those points make it to champs i'm just i'm in a constant state of nervousness because it's so exciting man all right let's get back into the predictions let's round this thing out optic chicago in the game field marquee match on saturday versus surge man i'm about to say some crazy stuff okay listen oh here it comes i'm Uh-oh. probably about to be wrong too but listen number one i want to preface this i am trying to catch up in points <laughs> number two <laughs> i love optic and i think they will be pissed against london and they will three of the crap out of them but there's just something about surge man like i'm on team surge lately like i'm on the t- i think they're like they're like one gunfight away from turning these. Yo, Icon's cringing so hard right now. <laughs> Bro, Seattle could beat Optic. I think they could. 3 2 Seattle. I'm going for them upset points in predictions. It's not probable, but I'm swinging for the fences here, baby. That's my upset pick of the week. I am crazy. Greenwall, don't come for me. You know I love you guys. <laughs> But I think it's possible, man. Surge is looking crazy. Optics a little upsy downsy. Who knows? Uh, Icon, what are you thinking? I saw you shaking your head a lot while I was talking, which is, is good. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, I, I don't know where you get the basis for that prediction, but these two teams just I'm played. I'm trying to get points, man. <laughs> these two teams just played, and Seattle did win map one. It was 250 to like 205 or something. But then after that, the S&D was a blowout. The control was a blowout. The next hard point really wasn't all that close. And Optic was playing really well against Minnesota. So I 
I don't know. I just don't see it. I do think Seattle's playing better. I think that they're no longer in the basement of the CDL. I don't think that you can mention them as the 12th best team or the 11th best team. I think that, you know, they're slowly but surely climbing out of that basement. Yeah. Yeah, They're at the the middle of the steps in the basement. Sure. But they're playing, I don't know, arguably the second best team. And I just don't think it's going to go well. So, Maybe I would give them a map if they could sneak a hard point or a control. Maybe. I mean, Optic's been playing really well in search as of late, too. So I'll go 3 1, but Optic's definitely going to win this, in my opinion. I was going to say. My brain is predicting that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say 3 1 as well. I might just switch it up and make us all be different and say 3 2. Um, 3 2 Optic? Yeah, so. I don't think Seattle has enough maps that like they're more confident on than than Optic does. I, I think Chicago yeah, has a, a good enough map pool to beat Seattle. I think they struggle against teams that can like FaZe can win on almost anything, almost any game mode. So it's hard to play against them and veto and all that. But I think with Optic, they just have a little more that they can do than the Surge. I think the Surge will try to get them on certain things and Optic can veto them out. And I think they'll win. I think at the end of the day, um, yeah, I'll, I'll say 3-2. I, I think it'll be a 3-1, but I'll say 3-2 for the sake of trying to get more points than you guys. I can't believe I just predicted that. All right, moving on to Sunday. <laughs> we got LA Thieves going up against the London Royal Ravens. It's their home series. Can they get a win on their home series? They've looked abysmal lately. I hope they can turn it around just for the sake of entertainment. I love an underdog story. They are in the basement right now. They are dead last in CDL. I swear they have like 10 or 20 points. They've made eight roster changes. I made, made that up. I don't know if it's that many, but it's quite a lot. Do you think that, I mean, we've seen some teams rebound strongly. Do you think that London can turn it around? Is it time? Or is LA Thieves going to nab them here? Uh, Kingdom, let's let's hear your prediction first here for LA versus London. It's funny you said they have 10 or 20 points because they have 10 plus 20 points. <laughs> Sad but <laughs> <the> true. <laughs> Dang, man. Oh, that's unfortunate. And yes, they used to have Parasite, who has had more roster changes than most organizations in the history of call of duty but i like i think uh this is where i want to say london is going to get a w but here's the thing for them turning it around is getting one map win like one match sorry not map one match for them is turning it around then they might lose the next one like honestly are they gonna like who's in their group yeah they're they're gonna have a rough go i mean seattle new york la optic and face i that's good. It's rough. So if they're going to get a win, this is probably the one to steal new team. Maybe if Seattle beat them, they're kind of, bro. Did they, they dropped Dylan, right? But I just remember that. Yes. They dropped yeah. Zaptius from, uh, yeah. Zaptius is nasty. And that's the thing is that they're kind of putting, they're like, whatever, let's just throw stuff. Like, and this is where people are like, why haven't the Seattle surge at least done something, you know, because it's like, you got this team. That's like, Parasite, Zapdius, Paul X, come on, everybody's welcome. You know, it's like, and so. Do, I, wait, do they even have an original? They have Shawnee is the only original Raven from the beginning of the year. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so, crazy. I think, unfortunately, it's going to be a 3 1 LAPs. Oh, I'm glad you at least gave him a map. 
Yeah, it's actually an interesting note that that Wester squad that was basically beating everybody at the beginning of the year over in Challengers, everybody but Gravity is now already called up into the CDL. So it's interesting to see how, you know, like teams that are really good over in Challengers are starting to get their chances up on pro teams. But when I'm looking at this, I think I like what London's doing. I think that they're definitely better than where they were. But like Keenan said, this group is just so hard. I think if they were playing LAG, I might give them a shot in that one. If they're playing Florida or Paris, I might give them a shot in one of those two. But I just don't see, especially with how well LA Thieves has been playing since Draza came aboard. I just think that if you're looking at a team that's like, you know, made a roster change and now they're starting to feel themselves, that's LA Thieves. I think that they played really well in that second major. They went on kind of their little mini run there of beating Paris, beating London, beating New York, and then they got smoked by Toronto like everybody did. But if I'm looking at this team, I think that, you know, if the group is a little bit more in their favor as we go into like stage four or stage five, then maybe London can start to make some things happen, but I just don't see where they get a win here. So I'll go, I'll go three, one, I'll give them a map. I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to be more exciting than they have been in the past, but I'm kind of feeling this LA Thieves squad right now. So three, one LA Thieves. And the way this league is working, it is so possible that we leave this weekend and London Royal Ravens are two Oh in their group. You never freaking know, bro. I, I, I'm no I'm way. They're you, not man. being optic. I mean, they've got the honeymoon. Like, has Zaptius have has this roster even played together in a match yet? No. So, no. so we've never seen them. They could show up and throw some stuff at Optic that they've never seen. And Optic hasn't always proved to be the best at those mid-match kind of changes to get wins off of teams like this that are kind of crazy and out there. Um, you never know. I'm just saying if it happens, <laughs> it'll just be like, well, what do you know? Are you trying to bait me into a pick? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going I'm to go LA Thieves. Kenny versus Shawnee. It's going to be nasty. LA Thieves 3-2 over Ooh. London. They'll get close. Oh, They'll make it interesting. They're going to look. You're, you, we're going to think they're different now. But then the same result will happen and we'll be sad. Atlanta Phase versus New York Subliners. Man, this is a really interesting match. You have Atlanta Phase. The the Goliath has been taken down. Um, LAG beat them in Stage 2. And then at Stage 2 Majors, obviously, Toronto beat them in a best of nine. What? In finals. Handedly beat them. And I, I don't know. We could debate like the whole like should phase have had an advantage of the best of nine. I think they should have since I, I know I've said on this podcast, I love the best of nine. Don't give a lead. But if you've beat the exact team you're playing in the finals previously, then I think you should get that extra map. I don't know. Maybe I'm just spewing. I think they still would have won. Yeah. You think Toronto still would have won? Oh, yeah. They were playing Dang. better. Towards the, end of the, towards the end of that major, they were the best team in Call of Duty. Like they just, True. they were unstoppable. Um, they were in sync. They were playing ridiculously well. Um, they looked good today, but not that good because they're, I mean, Florida just kind of was struggling, but it'll be interesting to see this next match that we're about to talk about. <laughs> after this. Man, so yeah, so, so FaZe, they, they're looking human. They're still really good. They're probably going to win right. like all of their matches forever, but they're, they're looking human. And New York Subliners too, they, they've been a real hypey team. When they get hot, they get hot. But they've been really streaky. They didn't have a very good end to their stage two, I believe. Yeah, this will be our first look at them in stage three. 
I don't know what to call this. I guess I'm going to go with Atlanta Phase 3-1. I don't know what map they'll drop, but they will drop one. That feels weird to say. Maybe they'll just 3 -0. Yeah, I'm going to go 3-1 Phase over Subliners. I hope Subliners can bounce back a little bit and make it interesting, though, because they were looking so dang good. Uh, well, Subliners have Hydra now. Um, True. Yo, okay, I'm so behind. Who'd they get, get out? I need Mac, to pay more attention. They dropped Mac for Hydra, so it's yeah. Mac, uh, Asim, Clayster, and Asim. Diamond Con. Yeah, yep. Hydra, Asim, Clayster, and Diamond Con. Dang, that's man. I want to catch it, but no, I'm just kidding. That's it's crazy, interesting though. that they didn't they got better. Drop. I don't know who they could have dropped, but it's hard because I thought Mac was playing well. Like maybe it just wasn't fitting. Maybe they just you know, wanted Hydra to come in and fry. Yeah, he was one of the best um, over in Europe and then came over here and did well, you know, did good as well in Challengers and looks really good. I mean, there is a slight language barrier, but if he's frying, he's frying. Um, he can I speak whatever he wants as long as he's frying, right? Did, to be honest, FaZe showed their hand a little bit. Yeah, they've only lost two series the entire year. They're ridiculous. but That's crazy. They showed their hand a little bit um go ending stage two they're searching destroy i don't know if we got to talk about it but simp yeah, what and happened? simp and arcides had the biggest dips in search and destroy kd over the entire stage of stage two in the top 10 of s d kd negative uh kds that went negative in the top 10 all four players from atlanta phase were in that i don't know what in the world happened but they have Tupac now and so they have an SD coach um not that they needed it you know I heard Crowder mention that on something he was like you know we didn't really need an SD coach but it's going to make us better um but for the Atlanta phase to not be dominant in search that's what that's how they exposed their hand and what happened honestly everybody else caught up they were so good stage one they were unstoppable in search and when we saw them beat optic at was it the opener when they beat optic 12-1 in round count and like Skump dropped a donut in the first time that they beat him 6-0 in the in the first uh and then in the fifth map it was like 6-0 like or 6-1 um and we were like oh no if phase is playing like this it's gonna be a long year for everybody and i think honestly everybody caught up in search a lot of teams got better even dallas recently is better in search um they were good and then they got a little bad in stage two towards the end and now they're back in top form again and so i'm interested I'm going to be blatantly honest. This is a winnable match for the New York subliners. Um, if Hydra comes out and just balls to the wall, and maybe that's what New York's trying to do is really compete with teams like the Atlanta phase. I mean, they're technically what third right now in the league tied for third with optic at 140. Like they, they, they're, you know, they're right there chomping at the bit. And I think they don't want to lose a step. I'm going to say, all right, I'm going to curveball it. 3-2, New York Subliners. Oh, an upset pick. Dang. Give me all my points. <laughs> Yo, correction, by the way. Chat, chat said that they actually dropped Diamond instead of Mac. So they've got Hydra, Wait, Mac, Asim, and Clay. And the pacing with Asim Interesting. and Hydra is going to be... This is so woo. confusing. Dude, listen. I've been able, <laughs> I, I admit it, I will do better research for the next podcast. No, I've been able that to keep sounds way better video. to me. That sounds way better to me as a roster. So now and you're I, 
I'll even now keep you're like my, I'll keep my prediction. Right. No. Now you feel better about it. You're like, okay. Yeah. No, I'll keep All my right. I'm go ahead. All right, go this ahead. this this is kind of what I'll say because I think that, you know, Atlanta showed that they were at least partially human, but one thing that I really think plays into their loss against Toronto is the fact that Toronto had the first matchup against Minnesota on championship Sunday. They won that. They were feeling themselves. Then they come out and they play Dallas. They get that victory. Now they're feeling themselves even more. And that propels them into that final. Whereas Atlanta didn't play that entire day. They're coming off cold. Sure. You can say that they were scrimming optic or whoever behind the scenes, but it's just a different vibe. And it's, it's just a different feel for these squads. So in this one, I, I get that Atlanta lost to Toronto and Toronto looked tremendous. They were playing with a ton of confidence and Kleenex was playing fantastic and Vance was playing unbelievable and whatever. But it's still Atlanta and I just feel like New York, could this roster change be great for them? Absolutely. I'm excited to watch Hydra because I feel like for the last four months, a lot of people are kind of looking at him to be the same player as Simp when he came in and Shotzi when he came in. Like this is, you know, I've been hearing about Hydra for months and months and months now, and he's been playing really well and, and you know, and, and AMs and, and so on and so forth. But I want to see it on this stage. And I think that this is a big moment for them. So over the course of this stage, again, new roster. I want to see like, how does New York play against London? How does New York play against LA thieves? Like, are they beating those teams to be that third team that's in the winner's bracket or are they not? So I, it'll be interesting to see like if New York was playing Atlanta last and we could see that, okay, they easily handled London. They easily handled Seattle and stuff like that. Then it might be a little bit of a different story for me, but I think with a roster change, not quite sure how they're going to play and they're going up against the best team in the game by far, even though they did just lose to Toronto. I'm taking Atlanta here. I'll give a map to New York. I'll say three, one Atlanta, but I just, I don't know. They, I still hold Atlanta as number one and then everybody else kind of, there's a pretty big separation for, from number two for me still. This team, this New York team with that roster, like if it is diamond that got dropped and it's Mac, a seam clayster and Hydra, like, Really, it's kind of freaky. Really, they got that kind of, I mean, they got that kind of, you know, empire when they're on fire type of vibe. Like that could be, they could be dangerous. You know, if Clay's hitting his shots, rotating and doing his thing. I'm worried about a, Clay, uh, man. Did you see his tweets? I know he's, he's definitely like the, the yeah. most passionate person in the CDL, right? His highs are high, his lows are low. Yeah. But man, he was just seeming down on Twitter yeah, after sure. they had a rough end to stage two. So I just really hope that he could bounce back. Did I predict this yet, by the way? No, right? No, you didn't. I think FaZe is going to 3-1 New York. Maybe even 3 I'll just stick with 3-1, though. Um, New York, I yeah, I'm excited to see them. There's a lot of firepower on that, that team, but you can be dang sure that Atlanta FaZe, I think they're about to go on another crazy match winning run and it's not going to be pretty for anyone that faces them <laughs> after losing to toronto in a best of nine crazy crazy time speaking of toronto the game field marquee match of the whole dang weekend this is one that everyone wants to see the big bad new wolf toronto ultra just south of uh, Minneapolis, Toronto, just for anyone who didn't know that. <laughs> uh, they're going to go up against Dallas Empire to cap off the weekend on Sunday. Whew. I think Dallas Empire is going to 3-1 them 
just Whoa. slight. It's gonna they're gonna come out hot, dude. I think it's possible. I don't know. I, I need to go rewatch the Matt Dalter match from today because I haven't watched it yet. But from the sounds of it, they weren't looking like the world beaters they were two weeks ago. And I don't know they if they need good. to be world yeah. beaters to to beat Dallas. But I think Dallas is just, they come correct. It's like we said at the beginning, right? They find ways to win. And maybe it'll be three. Actually, no, it probably would be better for me to predict 3-2 because of the, the trends. But, hey, I'll go crazy. I'll go 3-1. <laughs> That's my prediction. Kingdom, what do you think? Uh, I'm in a very similar place as you. I think that one of the things that Insight, I believe, they interviewed him after the match today, and he said, like, and when they asked, like, what are you guys doing so well and what's different? And all he could say was the vibes, because after we won that major, you know, he's like, I feel more confident. And I'm like, OK, now I'm interested in what's going to happen if you kind of get punched in the mouth a little bit by a team that is yeah. better than Florida. You know, um, I beat the because Icon's right. They went on a run. They got to play so many matches, you know, to go into that final. And so they they were hot. They had the juice. They were feeling themselves that day. And when you're feeling yourself and you're beating all these great teams, because they beat great teams to get into that final, um, they believed that at that point, look, we can beat FaZe. Why not? You know, and FaZe opened the door by just struggling in search. And so I think that Dallas is going to, man, this is either going to be a 3-1 or a 3-2 in my opinion. Like, because I think Dallas is out to prove something right now too. Krim takes chatter seriously, even if he doesn't always respond to it. He does, man. Yeah, his 30 something time champion you know this dude you start talking like this is not the dominant dallas that we thought they were going to be and blah. he just Krim's, wins he just yeah, wins right so i'm gonna now dallas could lose this it would be interesting and make the group really interesting um honestly to see where everybody landed but i'm gonna say three i don't know how this isn't a three two but somehow i'm gonna say three one i'm gonna say three one dallas i think they'll lose maybe the hard point the first one but and then win three in a row but um we'll see how it goes i think the new control stuff actually in the long run helps a team like dallas that plays so methodical so three, three i like the fact one, dallas. i like the fact that you stuck with your guns and took dallas after you know we were kind of at least i was kind of harping on them a bit earlier but yeah again, <laughs> i don't see where everybody gets the confidence in dallas because they lost to toronto they lost to Atlanta. They should have lost to Minnesota. Sure, they beat New York, but New York was obviously down in stage two. Before that, they yeah. lost to Optic. I just, I don't know. I, I Sure, they're Dallas. I think that they're a top five team, but they're not playing as of late better than Minnesota. They're not playing better than Atlanta, or they're not playing better than, like, there are teams that I just don't feel, they're not playing better than Optic. They're not playing better than Toronto. I get it. They're Dallas, but... I mean, they're they're taking some L's to all these top teams as of late. I think that has to count for something, whereas Toronto came out and went on one of the most impressive runs that we've seen this year. So with that in mind, I mean, Toronto got a, a I don't want to say an easy victory, but it was, I mean, it was a pretty easy <laughs> yeah. dub today against Florida and Bans didn't even play well. And if they're starting to do that when they have a guy that's not even really hitting on all cylinders, I right. just think Toronto's the better squad right now, and I think that the roster change really did help them a bunch. So I'm going to go map five here, but I think Toronto's going to win. I just feel like right now oh. they're on such a high. I just I don't see it in Dallas. Can things change? Absolutely. But and also You're calling Dallas to lose a map five. You should have said yes, one, Toronto. <laughs> nope. 
Three, two. No. This, so are you saying, that, oh no, it's round 11. They're undefeated. Round 11. They're undefeated. undefeated. Yeah. They're eight no. It's, it's ridiculous. But, but there is a bunch. There is a bunch of implications here because you'd expect these two teams and Minnesota, but mm-hmm. you know those three teams are like the the ones that you'd expect to be the top three in Group A. For so sure. whoever wins this definitely has that upper leg when it comes to who's going to get the number one seed coming out of this group. I agree. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. I'm actually I'm super stoked to you know it. It felt like it, for for how much COD we've been seeing, how aggressive the CDL schedule is. It feels like it's all every weekend, or and then you have majors. It's all week almost. I missed it last week, man. I was I was getting dizzy with roster radio. I obviously wasn't able to keep <laughs> up as much. Now the matches are back on, so I'm gonna. I actually I'm gonna. I know the results already, but I'm gonna go rewatch today's match or watch today's matches for the first time. I'm stoked for the rest of the weekend. As a reminder, guys, Minnesota Rocker plays only one time. There's gonna be one weekend every stage that we only play one time. That's this weekend. Then the rest of it is gonna be two match weekends until the majors hits. So. I'll be excited. We'll be playing at 3.30 Central Standard Time on Saturday versus, why can't I think of it? Florida. It? Florida Mutineers. Thank you. I looked at an old schedule. Yeah, so Florida Mutineers, uh, Minnesota Rocker, Florida Mutineers, 3.30 Central Standard Time right here on the Rocker YouTube. Come to the co-stream, hang out with me and Icon, and, you know, just vibe out, bro. Listen, sometimes we get pissed. Sometimes we're happy. Sometimes we're talking smack. Sometimes we're gassed. It's a good time to hope to see you guys there. And yeah, I'm excited for the matches this weekend. Icon Kingdom. Thank you so much. It was so good to talk COD with you guys again. And we will see you guys next Tuesday.